message you're about listening to is a sermon by Bishop George Ajiman, the General Overseer of Winnish Chapel, Ghana. Be encouraged, inspired, and uplifted as he brings the word of life to your spirit and soul. Now, a continuation of the previous message. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Verse 5. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Verse 5. Casting the King James. This is New King James. The King James is casting down imaginations. I, I prefer that word because, you see, things happen in life and we respond to the things that happen in life by reason of the imaginations that we have in our minds. Things are happening and then our response starts with our imagination. All right, And then the pictures that we imagine in our minds is what tells us how to react. All right? Now, the Bible is telling us here that the Word of God deals with the imaginations. The Word of God deals with those things fed into your spirit that makes you act the way you act. So the word of God may not come directly to stop you from acting. Now, if the word of God comes and stops you from acting, it will be momentary. If a minister prays for you and says you are healed and your faith is in the minister, then any time you are confronted with that issue again, you have to go and look for the minister. But the word of God comes and deals with the imaginations, with the things that make you act the way you act. Things happen so rapid, so you don't, you don't know about the processes that go on. All right? So many things happen in split seconds. So we, we, we don't think there is a process going on. There is a whole lot of process that goes on when you hear me and how you respond to what you hear from me. Praise God. All right? Now, why are you telling me you don't understand? You know, you know the things that have happened to you for you to arrive at that conclusion? So many things have happened. But they happened within fractions of seconds. The first thing you did, tactic, was it, what, what did he say? All right? And the moment you said, what did he say? You know, it is you are asking because you issued commands to the librarian in your head. The one who keeps the records of all the words you know. All right? Okay, so when you issue the command, cactic, 
Okay. Liberian, check cactic and tell me what it means. Then there's no word cactic here. Are you sure you heard him right? So ask again. That is why you say, well, what did he say? All right? Because the librarian in your head is saying, it doesn't, and then you heard cactic. You said, librarian, he says cactic. Okay, I'm sorry to let you know, there is no word in your brain here. Not that the word is not there, but in your brain here, there is no word called cactic. So tell him that you don't understand. You see, it happens all within seconds. But if I say football, see, you are so cool. Why are you so cool? Because the librarian in your head checked football and actually showed you a picture of a football. I know there's a picture of a football in your head. All right? Okay? So, so you say, ah, that one I know. But cactic, that one I don't know. Okay, so things happen split seconds. The word of God applies in that realm. The word of God does not apply in the manifestation time. When you are healed, when I hold your hand, my brother, you are healed. I am addressing the root. All right? I am addressing the root of the issue. So if there is some temperature, all right, or if there is some skin peeling, those things will be there. But what is happening is that what is causing the skin to peel has been stopped. And so over a period of time, you will see it again no more. Praise the Lord. Amen. That is how the word works. So whenever you come to the front here and I say, you are loosed, be healed. And they say, I receive it. I am healed. All right? There may not, there may or may not, there may not be an immediate physical manifestation. But you know that the process has been stopped somewhere. And so you go rejoicing. I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. <laughs> you know, Acts, the Bible tells us of Peter and John going to the temple. You remember? And then they met this man at the gate of the temple. And then Peter said, such as I have, give I unto you the name of Jesus Christ, healed. All right? And the man received. Yes, I'm healed. But then the leg had never walked before. You get the point? The leg had never walked before. So even though the root had been dealt with, the physical use of the leg, it, it has never done that exercise before. So Peter grabbed him. Stand! And then strength begin to... And so... All right? Uh-huh. Will you say it's a partial healing? Oh, you get the point. All right? And then he 
oh, okay, so this is how to walk. And then he looked at people not limping, but walking. Then he, okay. And then he, <laughs> all right. At what point will you say there was a healing? At what point? Amen. So the word works. Casting down imaginations. The New King James uses arguments. Whatever is contending with what the word of God is doing. The word of God comes and arrests at that moment. Praise the Lord. Amen. 1985. I heard my pastor, the man of God, preach in a healing seminar. And he said, for the past 17 years, I have not been sick. And I was looking at him. I've said it several times here. I was looking at him. I said, how can you say you have not been sick 17 years? I didn't look at what he was saying. But any scripture he quoted, I wrote in my notebook. After the meeting, I went home. And I opened my Bible. And I checked all the scriptures he read from his Bible. I saw them in my Bible. I said, ah. I thought it was only in that man's Bible that those things were. But I found them here. Then I stood, you see. I stood and I said, if this thing is also in my Bible, and it has followed me to my room here, then I also, I will say what he said. And I said, but I couldn't say 17 years. I said, okay, from today, I cannot be sick anymore. It wasn't a testimony. Can you imagine when you go home, your son comes to say, mommy, mommy, from morning till now, I've not been sick. You say, I, I, you will even ask him, are you? The following day, I called my cousin, who is a medical doctor, and I said, he was in the service. So I told him, you see, from that service time till now, I've not been sick. He said, but you are not a normally a, a sick person normal. Okay. One week, I called him. I said, for one week, I've not been sick. He said, ah, the whole of last year, you were not sick. He said, oh, so this thing has to pass one year. One month, I called him, but I didn't interest him. And he didn't even know why I was behaving like that. But something had entered me that was rearranging my system, that was affecting the way I talked. So after one month, I didn't call him again. I said, let me keep this thing to myself. Today, I stand here, and it's about 28 years. It's about... 28 years. And I'm still counting. Why? Situations have changed. Places have changed. I have even increased in age. Probably the zeal with which I was ferociously reading the word of God has gone down. But something did enter me. And that which is inside of me is still inside of me. And another 28 years is coming. Another 28 years is coming. And you will hear me standing in front of you here if you will still be sitting down there. 
Because I don't expect you to still be sitting down there 28 years from now. You should be commanding some multitudes and be speaking into their lives. But for me, 28 years to come, your grandsons and your sons, I will still be speaking to them. I have been young. Now I am old. I have never, never, never been sick anymore. You want it? Take it. God oh, bless you. Praise God. You want it? Yeah, you will not be sick anymore. You will not. Young man, you want? Christy? Christy? <laughs> Praise God. That is how the word of God works. Now, the, we, we read Joshua chapter 5, 13 to 15, and then 6, 1 to 5. That is the first illustration, how the word works. Joshua and the army of Israel, they have crossed the river Jordan, and now they are face to face with Jericho. Jericho was the first city on the other side of the river, and it was a fortified city. It was a fortified city. Joshua and all the people they have crossed. The people living in Jericho have heard of Joshua and the Israelites. They have heard how God stopped the river Jordan for the people to pass through. So already they are terrified. See imaginations at work. All right? Already they are terrified. I mean, what kind of God is this? What kind of people are these? When they are coming, nothing stops them. They get to the river, the river stops, and then they move. You know, so they are terrified. But then, they live in a city that is fortified. Heavily fortified. The wall, I, I, I don't know, but the wall... The wall around the city, the thickness of the wall, the, the Bible says 10 horses can stand side by side on the wall. So assuming maybe from here, all right, from here to here, or let's say the length of the altar, from where the pastors are to where the choristers are. And that is the thickness all right, that is the thickness of the wall. And so like that, it goes round the whole of the city. Even though the people are so terrified, they look at the wall around the city. They say, what will man do? What will man do to this wall? What, what will man do? I was in Israel, we, we went to one of the cities, and the wall of the city is, the wall of the, on top of the wall of the city is a football park, it's a football field, on top of the wall. We climbed to the top, and there was a football field. They were playing football. I mean, standard football field on top of, that is how they built their walls. We use six inches or nine inches uh, <laughs> All right. 
And so the wall was there. So the people of Jericho, even though their heart had failed them, they had confidence in the wall. And Joshua, even though God had brought them through the river, all right, he stood there and he looked at Jericho and he, <laughs> how are we going to go through? So Joshua, the leader of the people, he was walking alone, alone from the people. He didn't want them to see that he too was confused. All right? Sometimes the leaders, they separate themselves, not because they are wise or strong, it's because they don't want you to know they're afraid. So Joshua was walking there like that, connecting heaven, God, in the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Even though you have brought us, but this wall, what are we going to do? Then immediately he lifted his eyes and he saw an angel with a sword. He became terrified. Excuse me, sir. Are you for us or you are for them? At least he had courage to ask. Are you for us? Or for them. He said, no. No, I have come as the commander of God's army. Here. So know that there are three armies that are here now. You are commanding the physical Israel. I am commanding the army of the Lord of hosts. And then the adversaries are there. You know what Joshua did? He quickly, quickly, quickly knelt down. See, as for my own army, we are unable to go. What sayest thou? Then the angel said, First, remove your shoes. Because this place is holy. People, whatever issues come your way, carry it from the physical and put it in the spiritual. Then you can receive help. The angel said, Position yourself. Now that you have surrendered to us, fall in line. Fall in line and watch the salvation of the Lord. And then in chapter 6, the Lord spoke to Joshua. Go around the city once every day for six days. Just go around the city. Now, we are going to, to pull down, <laughs> we are going to pull down this wall. And God, you are saying we should go around it. Not once, so six days. So every morning, Joshua will gather the people. Come on, let's go. One, go. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Move, 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 move. Raise some Samamo song. And then they come back and they say, we are finished for today. Okay, we are finished for today. No pickaxe, no shovel, no cutler, nothing to dig the foundation, nothing. We are finished. Say, so we are finished. Day two, everybody, let's go. Come on, one go. Come on, left, right, left, right. <laughs> For six days. You can imagine inside the group of Joshua, people were not talking. You think people were not talking? You think if they had their own way, they won't go back the Jordan River and, and go back? The reason they didn't go is that the Jordan River would have swallowed them. They say, then let's stay here. Even though we don't understand the nonsense of this man, let's stay here. Six days. Six days. Then on the seventh day, he said, today, the seventh day, we are going seven times. 
The reason why people didn't stop is because they didn't know anywhere to go. If God has spoken to you and you are pursuing it, better pursue it. If you subject it to people that didn't hear you, they will tell you other things to do. Within that seven days, you think all the people were friends of Joshua? Some of them couldn't enter the city. They would have entered the city and said, excuse me, we have come to, to surrender to you. But the wall was too big. They couldn't go in. That this man here, I think something has happened to him. On the seventh day, they went around seven times. Seventh time, they all shouted, and then the trumpeters released the shout. What happened? Now, they are going around the wall, and they are shouting, and the blasting of the trumpet. What has it got to do with the wall? But then, what were they looking for? Verse 5 of Joshua chapter 6, let's all read. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout, then the wall of the city will fall down flat. But then, the point, the point is the next sentence. What does the next sentence say? And the people shall go up, every man straight before him. Now, imagine this is the width of the wall. Even if you move it over. You understand what I'm saying? When a car, all right, assuming this is part of the wall, okay, all this plant is, is solid, okay? Now, even if you are going to push this thing down like this, it still has... You get the point that you can't, you have to, you get the point. This is the wall. Now, with the strength of human beings, we have been able to push the wall down. But it still has length. You get the point? Uh-huh. But the Bible is saying the people will go up straight without anything at all. So it doesn't matter how high this one is. The people will still walk straight. Okay. Thank you. So what actually happened? When they were going around, God was commandeering all the angels. All right? And on the seventh day, all the angels were standing on top of the... All right? So immediately, the cue, the sound, the blast of the trumpet, all that the angel did was did. What did they do? And as they did that one, the wall just sank. Because that is the only way that is the only way the people can go without any hindrance. All right? So all the angels, they just 
pressed, they pushed the thing down. And the whole wall, the whole wall of the city, so now the people were, this is Israel, this is Jericho. You can imagine already they no get hurt. And then in their presence, they saw the wall going down. Not cracking to pieces, no. The wall as intact as that was just going down. And then it went down. And then the top of the wall became level with the ground. How does the word of God work? This illustration that I've given you. Look at the stones of the wall. Look at the mortar. Look at the, what they call it, the, the mortar. Eh? The cement they used to chalk the blocks. Whatever they call it. Eh? All of that plus all of that went down flat. What has the word of God got to do with the going down of the... the there is... For us, with our limited reason, there is no connection. But why did it happen? Because God saw the faithfulness of Joshua and the people of Israel over seven days. All right? And when they were doing, I'm sure people were complaining and murmuring, Joshua, what exactly are we doing? We don't know where you are taking us to. This thing you are doing, aren't we wasting our resources? When we are, you see, they will ask all sorts of questions. But God was looking at the faithfulness of the children of Israel. That is how 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, 6, I think, ends. God looks for your obedience. God can do anything. God can say that wall of Jericho, lift up. He could have done that. Eh? Elijah. Elijah was lifted up like that. Is that not so? We are told that horses came from heaven. How a horse will be running in the open sky? Only you and I can believe that. That a horse will be glug, 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 up there and then came down. Eh? And then there was a chariot, this, this beautiful one-room apartment at the back of the... Hmm? And then it came, and then some force carried Elijah like that and put him there. And then the horse galloped up, 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 and then went away. Is it only, not only you and me that can believe that? Who else in the world will believe that? But it happened. And the wall of Jericho also went down. Today, today, today. Rise on your feet. Today. 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 I don't know of any wall of Jericho separating you from the God's inheritance in your life. I don't know. People, don't worry about my own testimony. My own testimony, I said I'll share with you. I have shared it here over and over again. So don't worry about it. Physically, they took my car. 
but I stood upon the word of God. What is the connection of what I was brewing in my heart with the physical taking away of the car? And yet people in 10 days, the car came back to me intact. I'm telling you that it is possible. Whatever you are going through, whatever is in your mind, is it an exam you are going to write and you think it is an impossible thing because you have not studied? Is it a position in your office that has come up and you think you don't match the qualification? You know where Joseph was before he became the prime minister of Egypt? You know where he was? You know where he was? The word of God pulls down imaginations. The word of God pulls down strongholds. If the blessings of God are not getting to you, it is because there are certain things that have been put in your life. But this morning, I breathe the power of the word of God to pull down all of those strongholds in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this sermon by Bishop George Adjuman. We hope you have been blessed. To get more of this podcast, log on to our website www.winnersghana.org. You can also follow his handle at Bishop George Adjuman on Facebook and SoundCloud. God richly bless you.